Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. I'm Kim Beer with Be More Business. And I'm Kara Taylor Swift with Fast Horse Photography. And today we want to talk to you about a really interesting mindset entrepreneurial topic. It's called setting on your butt. Now that is setting as S-E-T-T-I-N-G and but as B-U-T, not the B-U-T-T, but. Although sometimes I think it could be the, <laughs> the B-U-T-T too. <laughs> I'm going to do my best this entire episode to not act like a seven-year-old every time we say the word but over and over and over, over again. And over so and over just, again. Just to warn everyone right now, the seven-year-old in me is screaming. Oh, it's a really awesome topic. It's an amazing topic. And it's one that I think I run into with a lot of my entrepreneurial clients. And thankfully, I don't always call it setting on your butt, but, um, <laughs> but, but. <laughs> There's all kinds of butts. You guys are going to enjoy the butt jokes today. Um, okay, so what do I mean by setting on your butt? So let me tell you how I ended up with this particular topic in my world. So I was with a client who um, we were at a photo retreat that I was hosting and the airline lost her luggage. And so we, of course, are in Montana in February and you cannot be in Montana in February without clothing like extra clothes right so we went to rei and as i'm standing there in rei waiting for her to pick out her shoes which were ended up being purchased by the airline by the way the airline like bought her an entire wardrobe for the photo shoot and then returned her luggage on top of it all it was really wow. really cool anyway we're standing there and i'm waiting for her to pick out some stuff her boots and and a jacket and that kind of thing and rei I had this wonderful blackboard thing set in the front of their store and in great big giant letters it said what's your butt <laughs> and people would take a piece of chalk and they would write on the blackboard why they couldn't go do things outdoors and some of the things that they said were just absolutely crazy, like they're spiders, you know? I mean, I think that's a valid reason to not want to go sleep outside. Sure. But, you know, others were <laughs> completely off kilter and it had no basis in reality. Truth was, I think if you're standing in REI, you're either there under duress or you're there because you like the outdoors. So either you're you're companioning someone who likes the outdoors or you're there because you enjoy the outdoors. So some of the things that were written on that board, I was like, you know what? This is a topic for my entrepreneurs because when I'm having conversations with them, they're in entrepreneurism most of the time because they want to be. They're not doing it because they were forced into it or it was some second thought it was it was a mindful decision they made to become an entrepreneur and the things that they could write what what could they write on this giant chalkboard when it you know what's your butt as to why you're not being a successful entrepreneur or why you haven't started your business or why you haven't started email marketing <laughs> <laughs> you know, so what is your butt? What is your butt? Why? And why do people get set on their butt? 
So Kara and I, I proposed this topic to Kara as a good topic to talk about because I think so many of us get set on our butts. So we came up with three types of butts. So these are our three big butts. <laughs> I love these because these are things I think we hear all the time. So normally we do our big three, right guys? So today we're doing the big three butts. Okay. So butt number one, we're going to talk about the whiny butt. That's the butt I can't because. Butt number two, the ducks in a row butt, but I need. And number three, the limiting belief butt but I'm not, and you fill in the rest. So let's talk about number one a little bit. Let's talk about number one, but I got to tell you, I'm really looking forward to the duck butt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the whiny butt, but I can't. But I can't because it's too much money. I can't because I don't know how. I can't because I don't like it. I can't because it's too hard. I can't because it takes too long or I don't have enough time. To me, these are, these are always whiny. They always come out because they have a easy solution. You know, generally you can find the solution and, and whatever obstacle is in your path, it's probably something you've created yourself. In other words, it's a diversion from going where you need to go and doing what you do. And I've fallen victim to this. I don't know how many times I have sat on my butt, particularly about, well, I can't do that advertising campaign. I don't have enough money to do it, or I don't have enough money to hire help. And yet I'll look in other areas of my life and I'll figure out how to spend money on, on something else. And it's like, okay, I have enough money to do you know, this over here, but I don't have enough money to buy myself help to get more time. Do you have any whiny butts in your life, Kara? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's the I don't know how, but like, I tend to use that a lot. Like, oh God, I just don't know how, I don't know how. And the truth is, is that's like you said, that this is one of those that's kind of a, it's not necessarily always an easy fix, but we have resources around us today that are like never before for learning how to do things. And if it's not something that you can do, bring somebody in to help you. I mean, there's just so many options out there. So yeah, I think that's a good one, <laughs> the whiny butt. The I don't know how, but that particular whine is so easily fixable. And I do hear that from clients a lot, like particularly around social media marketing, but I don't know how to do Facebook marketing. Facebook has created an entire resource called Blueprint that you can go access and it has training modules that will teach you how to do professional level marketing if you want to. And then there's also this wonderful resource that we have called YouTube. And YouTube has countless videos, including on my own channel, how to do things like market on Facebook. Um, another, but I can't is because I don't know what to do. Actually, the weekly episode that I do on, on YouTube called Make It Happen Monday was a direct response to that. But I don't know what to do. I'll hear from people, but I don't know what to do. So I give them one thing you can do this week to build your business. And it's just a short five to seven minute video with one thing. And if you go do that one thing, you're gonna prosper for it. So the whiny butt, 
a good way to get around it is to just figure out whatever it is and go learn it. Go look at how you spend your money. Go look at how you spend your time. And I'm sitting here looking at the whiny butt and I'm thinking about like all the podcast episodes we've already recorded that could literally help people with so many of the whiny butts. Like I don't have enough time. We have an episode that we're going to be doing an interview on that exact subject, or I don't know how, or I don't like it. Like there's all these things that we've already put together on previous episodes, like the sustainability squad episode and the email marketing that are like resources that are already out there. So this is just, I just love this little episode that we're doing, just kind of getting people thinking about their butts and you know, what are your butts? Because I think Sometimes we forget that this is part of the struggle as entrepreneurs. So yeah. yeah. Well, one of the remedies for your butt is to um, to name it, because as soon as you start to name your butt, it starts to go away. Your your butt will get smaller because you know what it is, and then you can figure out a way to fix it. Every small business owner wants to gain traction in their marketing. After three decades of working with small business owners just like you, I have developed what I call my 4x4 marketing method. In just one 90-minute session, you'll discover the four major focus areas of a successful marketing plan, and together we'll uncover where your business is getting stuck. You'll leave the session with an action plan of next steps that engage your revenue engine. Drop by bemorebusiness.com to request your session today. That's B-E-M-O-R-E business.com. See you there. So let's move on to the second butt, which is the duck butt. This is the ducks in a row butt. And this is one that I find I have really participated in in the past. And it has ended up costing me a tremendous amount of business and time. So the ducks in the row butt is the one that starts out with, but I need, but I need this certificate, but I need this experience, but I need this piece of software, this skill, this piece of equipment, this giant building. I ended up in bankruptcy court over that one. So when I started my first business, my first official business. I, there were probably ones well, well before that. The cat photography business was long before that. But this one is my first official, like had a business license and everything. My intention when I started that business was to do it in my house. And then all of a sudden I had a business partner who had a ducks in the robot. And what he's like, but we can't do it in your house that doesn't look professional enough, but we need a building. We need to lease a building, but we need this fancy machine, but we need a huge layout table, but we need this, but we need that. And by the time we got all of the ducks in a row, we had no more money to sustain ourselves. And so long story short, after a lot of struggle, heartache and severe depression, I ended up in bankruptcy court. I bought him out before that process happened. So it was all on me at the end. But this this particular butt cost me a lot. I see a lot of customers, but I need a new website, but I need new I need new branding. I can't do my social yes, media. Yes. <laughs> we need new branding and not only new branding, we need new colors and new logo essential in order to move forward in our business. So yeah, that's a that's a big ducks in a row. But I was thinking about when I first started my photography business and I did what they call like the shoot and burn method where you take pictures and then you hand your client like a CD or a USB with images. And one of the things that I knew is that that for my particular business wasn't going to work and I needed to figure out how to also create 
a better experience for my client and, and sell them artwork that they can have in their home. So I was like, but I don't have a studio space. Like, how do I, where do I meet with clients? How does, how do I make that happen? And I would tell myself, well, I can't move to this in-person service experience unless I had a studio to bring them to. And I would say that to myself over and over again, and it kept me from doing all of the work that I needed to do to get to the place where I was ready to do that. And finally, one day someone told me what they were doing and they were literally loading their samples into cars and doing the work in their clients' homes. And that was an awesome way to do that experience. And so that was my next step, getting past the ducks in a row, but in moving my business forward was realizing that that was another option and that it might not be the exact thing that you want, but being able to take baby steps to get there, to get your ducks in a row, maybe you're getting a few of your ducks in a row and the rest of them are still running around out there, just kind of getting you moving in the right direction. You know, what's interesting is that over getting to know you as we've been doing this podcast and spending so much time together, yes, <laughs> Kara and I have gotten to know each other very well in the past few months. Um, one of the things I know that you do or the, the, big pluses in your business is your concierge service. You're very focused on the service and the experience. And honestly, the way that you solved that ducks in a row, but added to the experience that eventually birthed the type of business that you have, where it set you apart from your competition. So rather than looking just like a cookie cutter of another business that did that same type of photo viewing session in their studio, you found a better way to do it that fit what you wanted to become as a photographer. And I think that's the thing with the ducks in the row, but don't let it get you stuck. If you find yourself really fixating on one thing, like I see a lot of my coach clients, they fixate on the certificate. I have to have this certificate. And then once they get that certificate, they found another program that they want to learn with another skill. And so they never launch because there's always the next certificate. And I get it. I love learning. I would be a professional student, to be honest with you, if that was a paying job. But you've got to launch and you have to launch from where you are. And nothing says you have to stay there. <laughs> you know, you just start. You, you start peeling back those layers and get out there and, and make a difference. Look at it as a process, I guess, is the best way to put it. And that's one step in the process. And I think this but also goes back to perfectionism, which is another thing I think entrepreneurs really are concerned with about like, what's going to happen if I don't show up in this perfect way? Well, some of it comes back to like the whole idea of imposter syndrome. Yeah. Imposter syndrome, perfectionism. Yeah. Yeah that we're just getting by, faking it until we make it, trying to hobble together when in reality, we know a lot more than the clients that we're gonna be working with. So that's really where you need to be. If you can offer value and you can offer assistance and you can give someone a great experience, then you might be at a place to move forward and then keep building from that place. In our coaching with the coaches in particular, if you know one thing more than your customers do in any of these service oriented type of businesses, if you have access to knowledge or one step ahead of where your clients are at, you have a valid business. You have a valid business idea. You don't need more certificates or more experience. Start where you are and launch it. And then it's a process. You're going to grow. Your business is going to change 
and morph and you're going to get better at it and better at it. I promise you, you've got to get out there and practice in order to get to that stage though. So don't wait for the ducks in a row. Go ahead and get going on things and create that action because the action in and of itself moves you forward. So true. So let's talk about this next one, the limiting belief, but, but I'm not good enough. I'm not experienced enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not talented enough. Or the one that Kim and I were talking about the other day, I'm not old enough or too old. I'm too old for this. I was talking about how sometimes as women, I remember, you know, I was in positions of leadership really early in my career. And I was pretty young, oftentimes younger than most of the people that I was managing or leading. And I always felt like I was too young and people treated me sometimes like I was too young. And then I hit this like sweet spot, which lasted maybe five years. And then the next thing I know, I'm in this spot where I suddenly feel like I'm too old sometimes when I'm standing around next to other people or working with other folks. So it's really hard as women, I think sometimes in in terms of that limiting belief, but because I mean, are we really supposed to have like what five good years where we feel like we're in like this sweet spot of either not being too old or being too young. So, you know, uh, anyway, I was thinking a lot about the limiting belief, but, and as I've mentioned in our first episode, you know, the accidental entrepreneur, I spent a great deal of my early career working beside survivors of domestic violence. And one of the things that we know about working with survivors is that a lot of times they will tell us they're not good enough or they're not capable of doing things or they're never going to be able to keep a job or there's a lot of things that they're saying and we talk about this idea of where did that where did these beliefs come from like where did these thoughts come from and the fact is a lot of times it's someone else has said that to them or has said that to us maybe you know this but comes from a place of someone in your life said to you you know, you're never going to be successful or you're never going to be good enough or you're not smart enough to have this job or to have this business or to do this on your own. And, you know, I would really encourage people to take a step back. And when these thoughts are running through your head, these negative scripts, where are they coming from? Because the truth is, is that you're, you probably are good enough. And there are things that you can reflect on in your life that you can say, you know what, I am smart enough. I have done all these amazing things. And why can't I do this too? Why can't I start my animal business? Or I am a good employee or a good worker. And that can be proven by the fact that I've had the same job for the last 10 years and I've gotten raises and I've been promoted. So I would just strongly encourage people to think about where some of those negative scripts are coming from in terms of the I'm not good enough, but or but I'm not experienced enough. Like, where is that coming from? Where is it coming from? And then going back to the episode that we did on the sustainability squad, this is where your sustainability squad can really step in. This is where your coaches or mentors they can come in and help you because they can give you the reality check that says, yes, you are, or okay, you don't feel that you're experienced enough. How can we fix that? What is it that we can do to get you the experience that you need or to get you the employee that knows how to run the complicated machine? So what is it that we can do to problem solve to get you where you want to go? That's the big reason for building that network is when you feel yourself falling into this butt and you feel those negative scripts start to come over, the first thing you've got to do is get aware that that's a negative script, right? That it's not reality. It's something that's been written on your psyche and on your soul. And 
that's number one. But as soon as you become aware of that, then someone like a coach or a mentor can really help you figure out and brainstorm ways to move past it and to resolve that limiting belief so that it's it doesn't have a charge. That's what I call it. It doesn't have that electrical charge anymore. You don't worry about it. You can see it and become aware of it and go, oh, wow, I used to feel that way. But now I don't feel strongly about that at all and I'm okay, I can move forward. It is perfectly fine to get help, especially when you have a limiting belief. It's it's okay to work with a coach. It's okay to work with a mentor. It's okay to work with a mental health professional because in my years of being an entrepreneur and helping entrepreneurs, I've worked with literally thousands of entrepreneurs and the mass majority of time, the thing that is keeping them from being successful has nothing to do with their marketing plan or their business plan or their business idea or their abilities or even the thing that everyone worries about, which is money. It doesn't have anything to do with that. It has to do with exactly this, but something got rooted into them very young and they sometimes aren't even aware that it's there. And then once that truth comes out and they're able to really look at it and see, oh, wow, that isn't the truth. That, that, what I was telling myself is wrong. I am good enough. I am experienced enough. I'm smart enough. I'm capable enough. I'm talented enough. And I would encourage people to, for this, but the limiting belief, but to gather that proof somewhere so that you have it when you need it. If that looks like testimonials, then pull your testimonials so that when you need them, you can see them or text messages or your community of supporters that Kim was talking about from our sustainability squad. There are going to be times when, you know, you've done that work, you've recognized your butts, you know what it might be holding you back. And sometimes you just need the boost and you need to be reminded that gosh darn it, you are capable of being successful. And these are the reasons why, because you've done this and you've done this and people told you you couldn't do it. And gosh darn it, you did it anyway. And you did it successfully. Your equine-based business has unique needs. It's your job to tell the story of your horse brand. You know what you want to say, but creating or finding powerful storytelling images that grab the attention of your ideal client can be a challenge, especially when you're busy running your business. That's why equine industry business leaders turn to Fast Horse Photography and a library featuring thousands of searchable images available for businesses just like yours. And guess what? 100% of those images are horse-related, now, finding the right horse images for your website, social media, and all your other needs is easier than ever. Find the perfect images for your equine business right now at FastHorsePhotography.com. That's FastHorsePhotography.com. One of the things as a speaker, I do a lot of speaking presentations as a volunteer. And believe it or not, my volunteer speaking gigs are sometimes much more brutal than the paid ones. One of the organizations that, well, actually multiple organizations that I speak for, because they're nonprofit, they have to prove their impact. And so every time I speak, they hand out assessment forms. So here's what I started to do. I started to ask to see the forms because I'm one of those people I want my grade. You know, I like to see my grade. I want to know how I did, partly because I like the approval. I will admit that <laughs> freely and partly because I want to know what I can do better to make a difference. I, I think that's an important piece. And they ask questions on those questionnaires that are critical information for that. I started photographing 
the positive comments because there's a little section on the the questionnaire that people would leave could they could leave a little comment and people would leave things it was a very short line so it'd be usually things like we love kim or kim did an amazing job or kim taught me this or you know keep having kim speak now occasionally there would be somebody who wrote something nasty in there you know i had one woman complain it was an anonymous so i'm guessing it was a woman because i don't know if men would notice this but she didn't like my nail polish color she thought it was just distracting, you know? <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> so I'm thinking, yeah, that was a, a comment that I think spoke more loudly about her than it did about me. Anyway, so I photograph those and I keep them in my phone. And when I run across that person who comments like on my fingernail polish color and I get down on myself going, I shouldn't be up there speaking in front of people. The old enough thing, I've got these gray hairs now. I'm hoping people see that they're wisdom and not out of date because I teach things that are young people's world, social media marketing, you know, technology, things that you don't consider somebody in your in their 50s to be excelling at. So I look at those and I, I see the impact that I make. And I understand in my values, because I've worked through my values, that making a difference is my number one value. And so when I can look through that, it helps me feel in alignment with my values and know that I am doing the right thing. I am making a difference for a lot of people. I can't make a difference for everyone, but I am making a difference for a lot of people. And it keeps me positive and it keeps me moving forward. So what may seem like a little bit of an egotistical practice actually helps me combat this particular but that I got from my family when I was a kid and it just, it can get triggered really easily and that helps me stop that. Well, I think a lot of people are probably like you. Like I did training for years and years and they did the same thing. They were grant funded. So they had to show through the survey how the training went and what people were getting out of it, basically. And it was the same thing I would go through and I would have 25 super positive, amazing testimonials or reviews. And then there would be one that had some snarky comment about my hair or my low voice or something, you know, that would be that would be there. And I would dwell on the one as opposed to being excited about the 25 that were super positive. So that's what kind of where I was coming from with that is like, you're going to have days in business where you don't feel like you're good enough or your butts are going to be popping up everywhere. You know, your ducks are going to get out of their line and you're going to be feeling kind of whiny about something, you know, or you're going to be not believing in yourself, but collecting all of that positive stuff so that you can re-bolster yourself to move forward. I think that's been super helpful for me. It's a huge, it's a huge piece of it. And I think that this but is one that keeps a lot of people from posting on social media because they're worried what people are going to say to them. And that that is going to trigger one of these limiting beliefs. And you can't do that. There are going to be haters on social media. There are people that that's all that they do. And because they're anonymous, they can do it very well. Delete them and move on. It honestly says far more about them than it does about you. And so if anything, offer them compassion because living in that space must be absolutely miserable. So we've gone over the three big butts. <laughs> <laughs> three big butts. But number one is the whiny butt. Then there's the ducks in a row butt. And I'll tell you a secret about ducks if you've never raised ducks. If they're in a row, they're not in a row for very long. <laughs> 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 so 
So laugh at it for what it is and see if you can let it go because <laughs> that's the best way to get rid of that one. And then the limiting belief, but so we do have some advice that we've given you along the way, but I want to reiterate, buts are really interesting. I, I say in my blog post that I wrote about the butts that I found on that board in REI, you know, they're like Rumpelstiltskin. If you give them a name, if you call it out, they disappear. They lose their power. So once you can identify that you're setting on your butt, you call it out by its name, say it out loud, recognize it, say it three times magically, and they will start to lose their power. I know I'm not going to say they're going to completely disappear, but they do start to lose their power. And I think that's a really important one. When you recognize a butt, call out the truth about that butt. And flip the script. <laughs> and, you um, know, if, if you're telling yeah. yourself, I'm never going to be able to leave my job and start my own business. You need to figure out where that butt's coming from. Exactly. Definitely look at where it's coming from and do flip the script. Turn the butt around on itself so that you can move forward. I've been studying NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, and it says that, you know, butts, if you say but, it negates everything in the sentence ahead of it. So when you say but, what you just said had its power completely removed. And if that statement that you put the butt after was one like, I really want to have my own business, but get rid of the butt, take it out. You know, I want to have my own business and here's how I'm going to do it. Cross that butt off. <laughs> Cross that butt off your list. We hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of the big butts. <laughs> the three big butts. And maybe gotten a few giggles as well as some good information that you can take home. Kara, do you have any final thoughts on the butts? I think this episode is just one you and I have been thinking a lot about and we've had other colleagues and friends. It just seems like it's come up so much in conversation, the butts. And we just wanted to do a quick, fun, kind of lighthearted episode, but also one to get all of our listeners out there thinking about their butts and what's holding them back in their animal-based businesses. So we hope you guys spend a little time thinking about this. If you do, please let us know. We'd love to hear. We're active on Instagram and, and on Facebook, and we'd love for you guys to hop in and say, I heard your episode. This is the butt that I'm dealing with right now. We'd love to hear about it. Or if you've got a strategy that helps you get rid of your butts, we'd like to hear it. Awesome. Have a great week and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.